This week's episode of Probably Science is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. Right now, our listeners can get a free trial of unlimited access if they visit thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. Probably Science. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a... Lower audio quality, but super high guest quality episode of Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I am Andy Wood. And I'm just going to jump into firstly introducing the guests, and then we we have the most baffling uh, tech stuff going on right now. And our lis- listeners, I, I I know we've got a, a range of listeners of varying expertises in the, the world of science and tech. Please, if you can explain what's going on. Uh, both of our guests are repeat return guests uh you know them both you love them they're they're both old friends of mine from back in the day it's uh it's jj whitehead comic uh former uh co-writer with me on the jim jeffrey show and star of a new album that he's got out like right now uh hey jj hello hello lovely to hear you man (laughs) And, and then and then multiple friend of the show uh former co-writer <laughs> yeah yeah you're a multiple you're a multiple friend you're a friend through multiple routes um co-writer with me on bigopedia and writer of a bunch of telly things that are out all the time uh mostly in the uk but sometimes not in the uk as well it's sarah morgan hey sarah ahoy hoy hey so okay we're using Let's explain what's going on right now because I don't know I cannot work out what's going on. We're using Can I, Skype. You say that, yeah, because but I, I'm slightly concerned that telling the listeners about a tech problem you had is like describing a dream that you had <laughs> or like an acid trip or something like. Oh, don't tell them. The, like, you had to be there, man. You don't know. <laughs> but, but, but me he, and Andy he, are cursed. Essentially, is what's going on. Well, we're yeah, looking for the answer to this, though. Here's what's baffling. Yeah, and if we do have any sort of network or internet or any any sort of people who might be able to work out what's going on here, um, so we we for for in recent uh the last couple of months i've been using this platform called cast um which is an internet like a, a remote broadcasting platform um the idea is that there's like a voip connection between us but then in the background it's uploading all of our audio higher quality um and then syncing it all together um so we we set up the link this is the first time we tried to do a four-person cast recording um it and away yeah (laughs) and this baffling thing happened where we could all hear each other except andy and sarah could not hear each other now obviously sarah is coming in from the uk we're all in california but andy jj and i are all within a few miles of each other so that so we have the same distance to sarah so we tried it with me logged in and hosting the call and Andy as a guest. We tried it with Andy logged in and hosting the call and and uh, me as the guest. And same problem. Sarah couldn't hear Andy. Andy couldn't hear Sarah. We tried a different platform called Zencaster, which is a similar service, which we also have an account on. And exactly the same thing happened. Andy couldn't hear Sarah. Sarah couldn't hear Andy. But all of but all of us could hear everyone else. Um, so what could be causing this? inability for just those two to be able to hear each other Um, i I, I just thought of a factor we hadn't considered Uh is this the first time we've had a multiple friend on 
could that could that be because, the issue? Because cast does have a four guest limit, so I was thinking Andy, me, JJ, Sarah. But actually, yeah. we should be counting like Andy, me, JJ, and all of the Sarahs. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I heard any women can have multiple. <laughs> yeah. Andy, yes. Andy's computer is sick of you, Sarah. Yeah. I feel like, so Andy and I are cursed, I think is the deal. I think there's some kind of Romany curse possibly to do with the Zoltar machine. That means we can, either that or we're going to be married in a shocking twist. I'm going to leave my partner. Andy and I will marry each other. Are, are you getting that, Andy? Over. Yeah. That's that's right. I, I did make that wish to that machine that I would be big. I made the wish 32 years ago, and now I'm a fully grown man. So I well, think well, it did I mean, come true. That is science. That is, in fact, science. Yeah. How science works. It was like a delayed version of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the first, the first draft of big. It's just, yeah. I wish I could be big in two to three decades. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. It's just, and then someone else is just going like, "I wish I could be bald." <laughs> that's that's science. That's real. Yeah. That's real Zoltar science. We've yeah, we've 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 cracked it. I think. Anyway, how I, is California? Is it nice? It's good. <laughs> just don't watch the news. Yeah. It's I right. mean, what am I what am I saying? Nothing's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's on fire. It's on fire right now, um, as every major city around America is. Yeah, it's on fire. There's lots of screaming out there, not just at 7 p.m. for the first responders, you know. So I I don't know what you guys, but well, obviously, you're not very far from me, but the sirens have really picked up, haven't they? Wait, have they? I don't think I'm near a neighborhood that's having a lot of um, protests. Where are you? I'm not far from Hollywood Boulevard, so I guess, yeah, I just, if I open my window, I've got sirens like every five to ten minutes. Wow, I pretty, didn't know. Oh. Pretty steady. Yeah, it's, um, I don't I don't know that I have much to say about. Yeah, <laughs> I believe the technical term is shit show. It is a shit yeah. show there. Yeah. Well, should we, should we jump into some fun science stories then? Cause we, yes, please. You're, yeah. you're all... You're all multiple guests, so there's no need to ask. <laughs> if you want to know JJ or Sarah's background in science, you can go back to their f- their respective first appearances on the show. Oh, oh background yes. as friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yonks yeah. 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 ago. Yonks, yonks ago. Well, well you, you know, um, well, I, again, we've been avoiding, we've been generally avoiding uh, COVID stories mm-hmm. on this show, but every so often there is an important story, and I think it's worth sharing because um, there is... Um, as we all know, COVID is caused by 5G. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listener Scott Vara sent in a useful story about a device that can protect us all um, from this peril. Finally. That has been marketed for a mere $350. Wow. Uh, a bargain yeah. at a bargain <laughs> at twice the price. Is it tin tin foil based? No, it's <laughs> it is what. See, here's the thing. If you believe the mainstream biased media, yeah. uh, if you listen to this, read this Ars Technica article that Scott sent in or the BBC article as well, that um, you would think that this uh, $350 anti-5G device might just be a 128 megabyte USB stick uh, <laughs> that someone has put a sticker on. That... Oh. I didn't even know they... 
I didn't even know they still made 128 meg. That's so low. That's so little. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so somebody with a warehouse of them has decided to repurpose them. Yeah. Yeah. See. So yeah. You. You don't. You don't want to be because the important bit is the sticker. You, so you don't want to be wasting money on extra storage. You only need enough storage to to store the code that will stop the 5G, which is actually relatively small. Um. Right. So um. And also um. So, sorry to uh. Well, I'm I'm happy to break this to you actually, Sarah, because uh, because your people, off of the West Country, are oh, really. Okay. T- are really pioneers in in this uh glastonbury well, we've got, yeah we've got fun with this it's all like crop circles all that you know yeah you, you, but there's a higher power going on back in the <laughs> west really country is. you don't know yeah right. sorry what have, what have the fucking idiots of my part of britain done now <laughs> i will believe you if you tell me glastonbury town council uh oh. it was recommended by a member of glastonbury town council's 5g advisory committee which called for an inquiry into 5g the, the company that sells these 5G bioshields, as they're called, uh, claims it's the result of the most advanced technology currently available for balancing and prevention of the devastating effects caused by non-natural electric waves, particularly but not limited to 5G for all biological life forms. Mm. Wow. Yep. I mean, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the product's website charges 283 for a single 5G BioShield, which again, uh, as shown by the BBC reporter who took one apart, is a 128 megabyte USB stick um, with a sticker on it. <laughs> wow, amazing! <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say that number again? How much? How much? 128. Uh, t- uh, 128 megabyte USB <laughs> stick, um, and they are charging 283 pounds, which is approximately 350 US dollars. But Matt, what you're oh. forgetting about as far as the value you get for that, here's another great thing about it. It doesn't even have to be plugged in to work its magic. <laughs> it's always yeah. on and working. That's why we use quantum nanolayer technology, the company says in an FAQ. Yeah, um, which I, yeah, I, I, I think, think, guys, I gotta admit, I've got, I've got four of them sitting here by my computer <laughs> that, I, that I haven't used in years. So I didn't know I was sitting on a grand. Yeah, you just need to get the right sticker, and then basically you're protecting the entirety of Los Angeles um, from 5G. Um, can I download it, it from the internet, the sticker? I mean, I can get it quick, because I've got, you, I've got 5G, so... You pro- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that is the one bit that I, I am pretty sure about. I think that we can conclusively say that it is just as effective not plugged in as it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It does not need to be plugged in does to, it to change, it, <laughs> change its effectiveness. It's um, yeah. I I forgot. Of course, crop circle. But I, I remember reading an interview a while ago that with the guys who started crop circles, because yeah. it was it was two blokes. It was two guys around. I th- again, not that far from Glastonbury. Which yeah. is again not that far from Sarah's. Well, yeah, where Sarah's I grew people. up. <laughs> yeah, stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's uh, yeah, why. Here's why I, I think you can take some pride in it because <laughs> it is also your people who thought of the quite creative idea of, with a relatively rudimentary tool. It was just they. They. I remember them showing in a in an article and a video of how they did it. It was a couple of planks of wood attached to yeah. a rope that they hold the ro- uh, the rope is in a loop. And they would loop the rope around the 
uh, the edge of the plank and attach that to their feet. And they were basically stamped around in a circle, flattening the crops. And they used another rope to, cr- to as a measuring to create the sort of some quite complex geometric shapes. It was yeah. relatively impressive work that they did. And they just do this like pissed on the way back from the pub. <laughs> and they do. Yeah, they do have great mushrooms in Glastonbury. They do. Yeah, I will. I will say there is there is fuck all to do in the West Country. <laughs> so if you, I don't even think they have five G there yet. So <laughs> a plank of wood and a bit of rope so is working. enough. Is enough to amuse yourself. Like you can and some mushrooms, obviously. Uh, if you combine those things together and just go and fuck about in a field, you can baffle the world and convince <laughs> them that there's aliens. Um, it's very very on brand for that whole part. Of the world. <laughs> Yeah, and also you're onto something there, Sarah. Like, if they don't have 5G there yet, they will start to think that that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> We've been out there dancing every morning. So, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't Googled crop circles in a minute. There are some really cool crop circles out yeah. there. Good work, aliens. <laughs> uh, you, you can't call them that. That's I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's only Sarah's word to use. <laughs> I'm allowed. <laughs> By the way, you guys, I was thinking about ordering one of these um, 5G bio shields, but I was like, I still have to get work done. What about my Wi-Fi? Good news. You can use your 5G bio shield without disabling your Wi-Fi. The USB key doesn't block Wi-Fi signals, the company says. Instead, the product, quote, transmutes the signals and, quote, harmonizes all harmful frequencies into life-affirming frequencies. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's dangerous, though. If you want. If you want to save a couple hundred bucks, I'll just sell you mine. Well, okay. well, I'm a little worried about the fact that, JJ, if you've got four of them in your house right now, you you might be too life-affirmed. There might be too yeah. many. There might that be too aggressively true. life-affirmed signals. I'm wondering. I'm worried that we're going to find you pregnant in the weeks <laughs> to Yeah, I better shed a couple of these quickly. <laughs> too vital. <laughs> Yeah. This is great. Astonishing. Too much of a good thing. So there's a great um, outside a uh, park near me in in uh, northeast London. Uh, there's a um, someone's written COVID 1984, and <laughs> think Ooh. about it. Yeah, oh. right. Uh, I, see. I see what they're saying. Yeah, my daughter was like, I normally sort of explain things to her. She's seven. And I was, I normally, but she said, oh, mommy, what, do, what does that mean? And me and my husband just stared at it and we just went, it doesn't mean anything at all. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we have no explanation for this. And we're not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that must happen frequently, actually, when you're like, oh, gosh, this would take way too long Sometimes, to explain. Yeah, like, if just, it just is, honey. It just is. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it's like, why is the sky blue? I will take the time out to look that up and, you know, those kind of things. You yeah. know, <laughs> I will teach her the history of slavery or something if she asks a question, but I'm not going to. If some twat yeah. has written <laughs> COVID-1984 outside Tottenham Rec, I just go, no, yeah. it's nothing. Right. Oh, it's the year they were born, honey. Yeah, Let's go. just tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I was trying to think of fun things that happened in 1984. It's, they're big fans of the LA Olympics, is what it's about. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I was trying to remember if that was the one we boycotted or the one we hosted. 80, we boycotted, right? That was Moscow. And then we, meaning America. You guys aren't Americans. Why do you care? Yeah. None of us are Americans. Oh, you're in the minority. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, we got, yeah. That's right. Yeah. One Canadian. Um, we've got, we've got, yeah, clearly, clearly Canadian. We've got uh, <laughs> one alien. Three, uh, three Commonwealth here. Yeah. Who uh, we all we all like when you drop out of the Olympics, actually, Andy. So <laughs> no, you all, you, you all what? <laughs> yeah, we don't mind when the Americans don't show up. We're like, okay, more medals. We got a shot right. now. We got a shot yeah. medal. All of a sudden. Uh, by the way, I was looking up 1984. One that just 1984, the Wikipedia article, things that happened there. Oh yeah, so Soviet Union boycotted the 1984 Olympics, uh, which were in Los Angeles. And we boycotted '80 because it was in the Soviet Union, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, both Ghostbusters and Gremlins were released. Oh, oh. and it's uh, it's oh, did it say Band Aid was 1984? Was it really? Um, and then here's a. Oh, John DeLorean is acquitted of all eight charges of possessing and distributing cocaine. <laughs> paving the way right. paving the way for 1985's Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. That's the most 80s headline. While doing a Rubik's Cube. It's just yeah. the last line of that headline. <laughs> reports Max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um, just watched. I just watched Back to the Future two last night. I'm making my way very slowly through the trilogy, and uh, <laughs> it is pretty fun to see all the Trump obvious Biff Trump analogies. Although, to be fair, at the time in '89, Trump was also the go-to punchline for a rich, classless guy. You know, it's not like it wasn't that big of a leap. They weren't saying he's president. They're just saying Biff becomes what Trump even was in '89. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you gone back and looked at any of the interviews with Trump and Letterman? That's been a fun watch. Oh, God, no. Oh, man. Just, you could just, I mean, Letterman's just such a great interviewer anyway. But yeah, if you want to see some fun, I mean, you could tell he truly had disdain for Trump yeah. as a guest. But, you know, there's, it just, with the hindsight, you know, now to watch those interviews, I bet you Letterman even regrets having him on his show. I'm sure. Know? It's funny talking to like lifelong New Yorkers about his, his lifelong battle to have respect in his hometown because he's never had it. New Yorkers, right. like the the elites, or just whatever. New York has always thought he was a laughingstock, and it, it kills him. He does want respect from New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, just can... events, events of 1984, one of the things on the list is the first TED conference. I, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, wow. if, if you... If you'd even given me a multiple choice of like when was Ted founded and like 1984, 1994, 2004, 2014, I think I might have picked 2014. Maybe not 2014 because I vaguely remember seeing a Ted video. Yeah, I would. Six years ago, just. Yeah, I mean, I would have associated it with this century because, I mean, I wouldn't have even thought. Yeah. Because you'd be watching it, you watch most of your Ted's on the internet, you know, so. There's not so, yeah. it would have no been idea. Stri- strictly a conference, probably 10 dudes. Yeah. 10, 10 dudes in a conference room and somewhere. Yeah, I heard the first TED conference, it was only Nugent and Danson. And that, that's all. Which, <laughs> <laughs> again, the most 80s thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, just events of 1984 back to back on the list is uh, the release of Born in the USA and, and the f- release of Tetris. Oh, Tetris. <laughs> nice. Interesting. 
but that wasn't on a home that was in arcades. 84, the... Uh, it was any, officially NES released in the yet. Soviet Union on the Electronica 60. Interesting. Wow. That's Which is a, a computer thing. made in the U- in the Soviet Union. Of course. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah. it's a brilliant shade of gray. Although so is the NES, so... Yeah. Ooh, no, it's, a, yeah. it's actually a sort of... It looks like it's a kind of cream color oh. front. And a, and a black or brown back. I can't quite see in the picture. It's hard to tell. Um, Electronica 60. Yeah, and it has an 8 kilobyte, kilobyte RAM size. Um... Mm. That sounds like the same uh, thing that Elon Musk's called his kid, something like Electronic <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I I literally can't make Elon Musk's kid name stick in my head. I've read it like a thousand times and I know what it's meant to. It's something like X. Have you seen this? I think it's pronounced as the uh, noise you get from a dial-up in circa 1998. <laughs> yeah. That's what oh, the... really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to do this without googling. X. Uh, I think Ash is part Ash. of it. Ar- Ar- Archangel is part of it, and Ash is part of it. Wow, I have not seen this name yet. I think oh, the, Ar- yeah, the a, Archangel part. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's just a series of letters and numbers, isn't it? Like a like a Wi-Fi password, but um, one of the one of the letters is that combination AE thing, whatever you call that. Yeah. Would you pronounce Ash? Oh, so that's just, why it's Ash. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a bit of a bit. Oh, sorry. Is, I was just gonna say his name is just the numbers on his microchip. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Exactly. It's it's so and yeah something with the one of the bits is like after their favorite uh, 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 jump jet or their favorite kind of plane because yeah, they're so rich the... they have like a favorite plane um, um that's the archangel yeah, part i think favorite favorite joke about it uh yeah i'm not twitter's done this to death yeah well, they did but the, the the one that got me was friend of the show and ours nick duty yay who, who? who we, yeah who, <laughs> multiple well, friend multiple friend multiple friend of the show a multiple friend of ours uh who, who, who but Nick Nick tweeted out, um, if Elon Musk and Grimes want to bring up their child gender neutral, why did they give it a male name? <laughs> That's great. Nick yeah. Duty, everyone. Hey Nick. Yeah. Hey Nick. Uh, By the way, I looked up this Electronica 60, and it turns oh, yeah. out it turns out uh, in Russia, video game console plays you. Did you guys know that? <laughs> That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> that was their slogan. Yeah. Um. By, by, by the way, um, just to, just to briefly get back to the 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 five G prevention stick, it uses. So here's the thing, uh, JJ. Just you know, if you are trying to get the sticker to add. Um, to to yeah. convert your existing that that USB. is my my black market name for them is prevention stick as well yeah. <laughs> the less technical that's how you can find it if you Google prevention stick that's those are mine <laughs> so you need to make sure that the sticker adds a quantum holographic catalyzer technology so you can't oh. just use any sticker it needs to be a quantum ho- holographic uh, catalyst okay all just, right just to be clear. So all of you at home uh, making that, make sure you don't get that wrong. Otherwise, yeah, you can get that on Moonpig. All <laughs> photo box. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have Moonpig in America? Is that the weirdest reference? Uh, 
I don't know what it is, but I feel like I get it, even even though I okay. don't. Is that possible? It's a, it's, I don't a, know. it's a yeah, it's one of those novelty card printing, oh, okay. you know, places like Photobox or whatever. I feel um, like my Trapper Keeper yeah. probably blocks 5G. <laughs> there you go. If you need to sell off so anything, you know what? Everybody, go through. You know, let's Marie Kondo this shit. Find things, and they're all they all block 5G. If you can sell well, them, they have to. They have to have stickers. You have to find your things. Have yeah. to, my Gar, my Garfield stickers, I think, will block certain frequencies, but not all. Yeah, I'm thinking of slapping a sticker on an empty bottle of hand sanitizer and seeing like. <laughs> oh my god, it'll travel through time. <laughs> um, just just um, sorry, there is a dissenting voice in this Ars Technica article. Oh. Just um, uh. so Ars Technica uh, editor science editor uh john timmer says uh radio frequency radiation is relatively low energy and it can't break chemical bonds like the nearby microwave frequencies it can heat tissues but we're not aware of any mechanisms beyond heating by which radiation at these wavelengths can damage human tissue and there is no evidence at the population level that indicates that radiation from these sources poses any sort of risk so um i guess uh there's a hater and uh, someone yeah. who's in bed with big 5G. Yeah. So, sounds like it. Uh, yeah. God, I forgot our president used the word hater in a tweet. I don't know why that's a new low, but. <laughs> yeah. Did he spell it H-A-T-A? Oh, my God. Yeah. Hate is going to hate. Like your mom would. It's amazing. All right. Um, I know I've, we'll s- I've kept up with so little news. I, I did mention this to Matt. He's like, you want to come on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. I, but I have literally just so successfully avoided news since last week when we had a big news thing happen here that I, I you know, you could tell me anything, Trump had done anything and I would believe you. Yeah, you yeah. did. That, that Your little news story in Britain was very interesting because I've, I haven't seen British people so angry in such a long time without being able to tell exactly what happened. Oh, it yeah, was we, just, uh, yeah, an unelected um, uh, uh, a person who has a lot of power within our government um, very clearly broke uh, rules which other people yeah. fired for breaking. And uh, he did it. Uh, he did it. Do as I say, not as I do. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, and our yeah, and our basically everyone in the government because he has stuff on them. Um, took his side and said well actually Wolf Thing Fandom was a trap because he was a very good parent for breaking all those lockdown rules and any parent would have done the yeah, same and we all went livid and then I then yeah. I realised the, the news is making me poorly again like, and I had to turn off the news at that point <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a healthy thing to do it, it is mm-hmm. not uh, taking breaks and yeah. 24 hour news, news rolling news is very bad in lockdown I think it's, yeah. no, you need the news once a day I think, and then no more news. I think so too. I've gone back to local news. I've gone back to NBC, CBS, any any <laughs> local news. Twenty four hour news I can't handle anymore because and there's too much. They're trying to fill the time too much. Yeah. yeah. Even even though there should be plenty to report on, but they're just filling it in with more sometimes hyperbole just to get people excited about something they've said for the tenth time. Yeah, or people yeah. having telling you their opinion on the thing that's going on. 
yeah, it's worse. what they yeah. reckon about the news that's just happened. So. Yeah, and then you go back to something like NBC or CBS. Just get your good Christian news people. To, I tell you what, that's the one time I like Christians is if they're delivering the news <laughs> at, 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 at 5 p.m. Um, it's usually genuine, and they just they get to the point, they tell you what's going on, and then you know, and then they go into whatever a pop music report at at 5:15. <laughs> I've got my info. Nobody had a chance to glorify anything. I do kind of love that even John Krasinski's attempt at breaking this with his some good news thing has now been <laughs> corrupted because he just like, give me that cash. Sold, I, sold the thing. I was and I was not going to host it. Yeah. We, I was watching yeah. that with my daughter. We were watching news around it. Just the BBC's like kids news, which gives you very simple, the facts in a calm, gentle way. And then it shows you like a funny animal story at the end, which is lovely. And it's like five minutes yeah. and it's every day. And it's like, that's, which that's all. Which is kind of what the news the for adults used to be. Like a 30 minute, uh, yeah, yeah. A 30 yeah. minute bulletin of like, here's the serious thing. And there is a war right now, but you shouldn't worry about this. And this is what's happening with the government. And now exactly. here, and now here is a panda. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. So we'd watch that. And then we watched John Krasinski and I was getting, when I was watching John Krasinski, there was a bit of me going like, they're kind of breaking all the lockdown rules here, but in a way that's supposed to make you feel really good about everything. It's like, they kept doing things that made me feel dodgy about it. And then, so when he sold out the scumbag, I was like, yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, so some of the comments were interesting because you can imagine what he must have been thinking because every every everybody who's chastising him for selling out, but, but you're like, yeah, what would I, that show be if it went to TV? That show would be every day, yeah. all day, vetting news stories, talking with her. Could you imagine that job, even that job compared to playing Jack Ryan for a couple <laughs> months, a, a year? And so you can completely understand why he's like, Oh God, no! Oh God, please get somebody else to take this off my hands. It got so big. It was like him sort of arranging like the entire staff of a hospital to go on a football field and and you know and it was you, know, you can't be doing that from your bedroom from you know that's yeah. fine yeah. yeah it was it was feeling a little bit creepy towards the end. Yeah, he was the organizing the SpaceX yeah. launch. I mean, like, yeah. you guys are <laughs> why would you just do it too much? In, in, the, in the first episode, it was like a little girl meets Steve Carell, and you're like, oh, lovely. <laughs> and then, and then, no, it's like, yes. No, it's like, yeah. we need to get these Americans out of Uganda. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and Matt, Matt, did you notice that he poached he poached our weatherman from the Jim Jeffrey show? I did he see did. that. He did, you did or you didn't? Sorry. Oh, yeah, me. no, I, I did see that because uh, – because also then it it did flag it in the story as well. It was like like whenever when they wrote up about it, like this is not the first time Brad Pitt has played a weatherman. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what was yeah. the bit? This was it. Is what was the bit? Was there a bit? Uh, Brad just pokes his head out the window basically and says, you know, the weather's fine or whatever. But it was just it was it was on the morning. Same thing. I I actually am just watching local news now in the morning, but it was all over the local news. Um, like I think it was NBC or whatever, and they were all talking about Brad Pitt as a weatherman, and that of course cued me off because that used to be our show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then when we did it, a few people from SNL posted that they had had um, Taron Killen playing Brad Pitt pretending to be a weatherman three years earlier. So we're like, I don't oh, know what it is really? about people being drawn to the idea of Brad Pitt doing the weather, but it seems to be a thing. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, is it because he makes us all collectively moist? Is that the reason? <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is. It's one theory. Uh, uh, he makes me more sleet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me blowy. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, Gusty? Yeah. Gusty. Okay, Gusty. Yeah. <laughs> gusty with a high pollen count. <laughs> <laughs> I get swampy for some reason. <laughs> um, Matt, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. Do you, do you have a Do you have a story? There's a few fun science stories that various guests of, or listeners rather have sent in. Yeah, while we were talking about being controlled by um, signals of various kinds, uh, we got a an email from Liam Kennedy about monkey mind control using ultrasonic waves i mean how could we not cover that story yeah yeah so high frequency sound waves aimed at specific brain regions can influence monkey behavior according to a new study the finding complicates our conceptions of free will but this research could yield new insights into the brain and new treatments for disorders such as addiction new research published today in science advances suggests pulses of ultrasonic waves can be used to partially control decision making in rhesus macaque monkeys Specifically, the ultrasound treatments were shown to influence their decision to look either left or right at a target presented on a screen, despite prior training to prefer one target over the other. The new study, co-authored by neuroscientist Jan Kubinek from the University of Utah, or maybe Jan, um, highlights the potential use of this non-invasive technique for treating certain disorders in humans like addictions without the need for surgery or medication. It's also completely painless, so they say... Uh, so scientists Hang on, just, just, sh- sorry just to interrupt for a second but um is sorry is the idea that they would then use these techniques on humans or is the idea that a human struggling with addiction will be given a monkey and a controller <laughs> <laughs> just like anytime you you feel like a craving just press the button and make the monkey look left or right <laughs> see if that oh, distracts man. you <laughs> i want i want i want an aid monkey <laughs> it really just Okay. You see an AIDS monkey. <laughs> I, I did not, but you okay, know, but I, I'm a caring yeah. individual. Medicine's good, so I'd be willing to accept one as well. Yeah, really replacing one addiction with another, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to stop with but that they're, monkey? They're, oh, come on! No one's done the monkey on your back, kind of. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so scientists had previously shown that ultrasound can stimulate neurons in the brains of mice, including tightly packed neurons deep in the brain. By modulating neuronal activity in mice, researchers could trigger various muscle movements across their bodies. That said, other research has been less conclusive about this and whether high-frequency sound waves can trigger neuromodulatory effects in larger animals. The new research suggests they can, at least in a pair of macaque monkeys. For their experiment, uh, they applied an experimental technique commonly used by scientists to study choice behaviors in humans, such as the effects of brain damage caused by strokes. Two macaque monkeys with their heads immobilized and sitting in a dark room, uh, I'm on board already, uh, were taught to look at a target at the center of a screen. After a few moments, a second target appeared on the screen, either to the left or right of the initial target, and then a third target appeared on the opposite side. The monkeys typically chose to gaze upon the targets in the order they appeared, but they were trained to resist this natural tendency with food rewards. How do you train anything to, to look a certain way? That's that's crazy. Um, so during the experimental phase, the researchers used an ultrasonic transducer to stimulate the monkey's frontal eye fields 
FEFs, the brain region responsible for visual attention and voluntary eye movements. All procedures used in the experiment adhered to the Guide for the Care and Use of Laboratory Animals and were approved by Stanford University Institutional Animal Care and Use Committee, according to the paper. That's good. So when the researchers stimulated the left FEFs, the monkeys selected the right target more often and vice versa. This effect was better than chance as the monkeys were twice as likely to choose the target as influenced by the ultrasonic bursts despite their prior training. I mean, importantly, that's correct. Yeah, importantly, shock therapy. <laughs> uh, except it's, so, it's just sound. So, but yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, importantly, the I mean, we're years away from a monkey army, aren't we? So unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unless right. you consider something an army because they all look in the same direction, <laughs> you can line them up and intimidate your foe, but, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> the end move. That's it. I mean, you can also do like kind of like the drill, you, you can get them marching around the parade square. Yeah. Eyes left, yeah. eyes right. That's all we've got so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all surface. It's all it's all just a look. It's very North Korean. I'm just picturing it's an shade. army just of monkeys throwing shade. Exactly. It's an it's an army of of macaque Aubrey Plazas just giving you side eye together. <laughs> um, has anyone ever done more with just the ability to look to the side? That's amazing. That entire career. Um, Sorry, we got Aubrey Plaza fans here, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, while we are talking about monkey armies, because there was another monkey science story, and again, I know we, we keep trying to not talk about the situation on this show, but uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, the, the monkey situation. The monkey, yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the monkeys that stole coronavirus blood samples in India. <laughs> This, oh, happened yeah. on, this happened on Friday. A troop of monkeys in India attacked a medical attacked a medical official <laughs> and snatched away blood samples of patients who had tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Is that it sounds like the start of a horror movie. It really yeah. does. The the attack occurred this week when a lab technician was walking in the campus of a state-run medical co- college in Meerut, which is 460 kilometers, oh, that's 285 miles north of uh, Lucknow. Which is the capital of the? Uh, uh, I never. I'm gonna, gonna fuck up the pronunciation. Is it Uttar Pradesh or Pr- Uttar Pradesh state? That state. I should be better at pronunciations of um Indian states. But uh, the monkeys grabbed and fled. You, the you were song. gonna say states that you own, weren't you, Matt? That's what you were about. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've really got busy in this time. <laughs> I've started colonizing. Um, Monkeys uh, grabbed and fled with the blood samples of four COVID-19 patients who are undergoing treatment. We had to take their blood samples again, says Dr. S.K. Garg, a top official of the college, as if that's the only issue. Just how, oh, we got to do the blood sample again. Not now. There are monkeys with infected COVID blood. <laughs> a taste with a taste for infected blood. <laughs> <A taste. laughs> oh, why? Um, Authorities said they were not clear if the monkeys had spilled the blood samples, but people living near the leafy campus feared further spread of the virus if the monkeys carried the samples into residential areas. Uh, Garg said it was not clear if the monkeys could contract the coronavirus if they came into contact with the infected blood. No evidence has been found that the monkeys can contract the infections, Garg told Reuters. It's believed to... uh, And then, yeah, it's got stats about the coronavirus in India. Um... 
monkeys apparently had been increasingly straying into human settlements in India and causing disturbances, even attacking people. Environmentalists, environmentalists say that the destruction of the natural habitat is the main reason that animals move into urban areas in search of food. We uh, had it coming. Yeah. yeah. Once again, we are the problem. Yeah. I, I like I, I like that Bloomhouse might get hold of this story and make a kind of monkey blood scientist. <laughs> kind of. I would watch it. I would yeah. watch it. That, that, to be fair. Then again, like, what if the monkeys take the blood and then find a cure? We're all going to be pretty embarrassed about blaming animals. <laughs> I like the sort of snatching, the snatching action of the monkey. Like, I'll give it here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. They do love to snatch. Has anybody Very been snatchy. the victim of a um of a uh, a monkey, monkey burglary? Grab? Yeah, I've been um, I've been uh, touched by monkeys in a not just in an emotional sense. I got my honeymoon in um, uh, in Thailand. I went to Monkey Island, which not just a pretty name. And um, Monkey Island, they, they, they just got swamped. They like ran to me. And because I've got lots of tattoos on my legs, I think they were sort of interested in the. <laughs> oh, these legs are an unusual color for a, a Caucasian. And wow. so they, I've got photos of me being sort of worshipped by monkeys like an obelisk. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're, they're little, all I can still like clear as a day. If I, if I close my eyes, I can feel tiny little leathery hands on my oh, legs. Oh, God. Oh, it was Ew. lovely. I mean, it was, it was terrifying, but they were so used to humans that I... It, they were just interested. They were just kind of yeah. curious. <laughs> oh, she got mum written on her leg. It's a bit common. <laughs> Did they pick you up like C-3PO in Return of the Jedi because you're now their king? I would have loved that. Yeah. I would yeah, I got sworn by monkeys in Kuala Lumpur. They, but I had my camera. My camera was around my neck at the time, so I think they quickly realized they couldn't yank that off me. But they got my, they got my Werther's originals. <laughs> okay. That's what I remember from the raid. I was like, I had these Werther's originals. I think my girlfriend at the time was chastising me because I did feed a couple of them to the monkeys. She's like, don't give them though. <laughs> did they? Okay, did, did, did for them. Did they the were, monkey see you as like a benevolent grandpa? I think, yeah. I think they did. I think they were. I think that's why they went easy on my camera. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but they 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 were popular. They came for the Worthers, baby. Yeah, they're delicious buttock candy. That's yeah, <laughs> what you realize too. I have quite a big smile as well. And at one point, one of the monkeys was quite close to me, and you know we're sharing we're sharing a Worthers, and. Uh, <laughs> Your friend was taking a picture of me, and I looked at the monkey, and I smiled at him. And it, and it was in this moment that I learned, oh, yeah, to him, showing your teeth is aggression. Oh, and I put, right. this, put this big whitehead smile on my face, and he just freaked out and started, like, like you know, showing his teeth to me, too, and much more aggression. So I learned that, that lesson very quickly. So I kept my mouth shut, kept my mouth shut, and I didn't pack any more Worthers for the next couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpas and monkeys love Werther's and hate teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Packing Werther's sounds like such a euphemism. Yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> or uh, asking if someone's if someone's got the Werther's, like, do you have the cojones to do something? <laughs> that guy's got some Werther's. Uh, do, you, do you know a place you could probably find out more about animal behavior? I suspect I haven't looked it up to see if they have a course, but I bet they do. Where is that, Matt? Could it be the Great Causes Plus, our, our, our sponsor? Be. It could be. I'm actually yeah. searching. I'm searching monkey right now on the greatcoursesplus.com <laughs> to see whether there is something monkey related. 
I almost guarantee there is at least so, some kind of primatologist who has taught a course because they have such a wide range of courses across academia and beyond taught by experts in their field. Uh, they're university level courses. And, and for your subscription, you get access to God on all of them, any and all. You keep into one course or you could flit around like some kind of simian dilettante. You could... <laughs> Oh, you know what came up for monkeys? There's a course called the Great Trials of... I'm sorry? Can you hear me? I, I was asking, what, what have you found? What monkey course oh, have you found? Looking one of the things that came up is a whole course on the great, cor the great Trials of World History and the lessons they teach us. And that includes such legendary trials as the Amistad Trial, the Aaron Burr Conspiracy Trial, um, Leopold and Loeb, and of course the Scopes Monkey Trial. Oh... Uh. I mean, it goes back as far as the trial of Socrates and uh, the three medieval trials. But yes, you can find, I'm not going to say anything because that would be a lie, but a lot of things on The Great Courses yeah. Plus taught at, at a at a high level. Something that I've been watching, so I think I talked about a guitar course that I watched uh, a few weeks or months back. Um, but there's a more advanced one that I've been getting into. What's the actual full name of it? playing guitar like a pro and it's cool because every episode is dedicated to a different legendary guitarist and their style so there's like an eddie van halen one um there's a whole david gilmore one from pink floyd and then there's like jazz greats like Django reinhardt west montgomery there's an andy summers police one yeah it's, there's any, anything you want to study basically the great courses plus.com has it and it's also a great way to uh, supplement way, homeschooling I... sorry go ahead oh yeah of course um, yeah, absolutely. During this time, both, you know, university level courses and simpler ones. Um, honestly, when you said like the great, great trials through history, great legal trials through history and what they taught us. And you mentioned monkey, like my brain did not go to Scopes monkey trial, which is obviously a far more serious and important trial at all. I honestly thought they were going to have an entire episode on Hartlepool and the hanging of the monkey. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that might which be we have discussed on the show before, uh, but for people who don't remember, by the way, we've had a couple of messages on Twitter and email recently from another couple of listeners who have joined the show late and gone back through the entire back catalog and you're lunatics and we appreciate it. But also, God, damn, I don't know what you just did to your head, but thank you very much. And thank you for the messages. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is the story that has come up before on the show about during uh during the Napoleonic Wars, a French ship was wrecked, the only survivor being a monkey that was allegedly dressed in a French army uniform to provide amusement for the crew. <laughs> that was right. So great. They found the monkey on the beach. The locals in Hartlepool uh, decided to hold an impromptu trial. Since the monkey was unable to answer their questions, they assumed it must have been speaking French. Of course, of course. <laughs> and therefore be a French trial. And so they put it on trial, found it guilty, and hanged it. Uh, and uh, Hartley, the people of Harleypool are now, uh, to this day, colloquially known, known as monkey hangers. So there you go. That's <laughs> that's something that is, is not covered in an entire episode yeah. of The Great Causes Plus, a rare omission on The Great Causes Plus, because they decided instead to delve into the far more serious Scopes monkey trial, which has far longer-lasting repercussions for uh, the people of America. Yeah, yeah. Rather but you can find all nickname. kinds of you can find all kinds of great things to fill your time with during quarantine. You can enhance your cooking skills, better understand your finances, improve your response to stress and anxiety. There's so much stuff. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com/probably and you'll get a free trial. Um, unlimited access to all the courses. 
So yeah, do that. Do that, listeners. Um, I, I've got uh, a fun little story loaded up. Um, while we're talking about animals, this is uh, on the BBC News, uh, Science News, the world's deepest octopus captured on camera. <laughs> like profound? Like emo- yeah, it was, <laughs> emotionally? <laughs> Most They've discovered octopus. its poems, and <laughs> just most people just can't understand. It's just, it's just too deep. It's just too deep. It just feels things more than the rest of you guys. Crying because of his eight arms. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel eight different things at once. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Just no, no jar can contain him. <laughs> they can unscrew lids <laughs> the best thing about octopuses <laughs> you can unscrew lids they sure can oh um, I love them they are I'm uh, looking at him now look at this little fella Aww. yeah look at him it, the de- it's uh, made by cameras on the Indian Ocean floor I didn't even know they had cameras on the Indian Ocean floor that in itself is remarkable but uh, the animal was spotted 7,000 meters down Wow. Yeah, seven kilometers. That's almost five miles down in the Java Trench, which is almost two kilometers deeper than the previous reliable recording. The researchers. Yeah. I mean, that is a long way. Um, Researchers who report the discovery in the journal Marine Biology say it's a species of Dumbo octopus. Uh, the name is a nod to the prominent ear-like fins just above the animal's eyes that make them look like the 1940s Disney cartoon character. They're pretty cute. It's a pretty cute octopus. Yeah. yeah. It's really cute. Um, yeah. It uh, sort of looks like that kind of, like, you know, that thing, like, is it a duck, is it a rabbit? That mad, that uh, optical illusion thing. It's, oh, yeah, it does a bit. Yeah. Not sure um, what that eye is and what it's doing. So Dr. Alan Jameson is the scientist behind this. He pioneered oh. the yeah, good old Dr. Alan. He pioneered the explanation, the exploration of the deep using what are called landers, which are instrumental frames dropped overboard from research ships. They settle on the seabed and record what passes by. Dr. Jameson's equipment filmed two octopuses, one on a drop to 5,760 meters and a second to 6,957 meters. The individual animals were 43 centimeters and 35 centimeters in length. They've been placed in the Grim Grimpothuthis family, which is the group commonly known as Dumbo. Octopus fragments and eggs have been found at very great depths, but until this discovery, the previous deepest reliable sighting was at 5,145 meters down, which is a black and white photo of an animal taken 50 years ago off Barbados. Right. Uh, yeah, so the significance of the Indian Ocean observations is that we now know that octopuses can find potentially suitable habitats across at least 99% of the global seafloor. But those animals that do live at depth will clearly need some special adaptations, says Dr. Jameson. Clearly. They have to do something clever inside their cells. If you imagine a cell is like a balloon, it's going to want to collapse under pressure. So it will need some smart biochemistry to make sure it retains that sphere. All the adaptations you need to live at pressure are at the cellular level. I wouldn't have thought that a cell was at risk of compression because I thought it was mostly water. Is that yeah, dumb? That, that does surprise <laughs> me. No, I don't think that that, that that does surprise me to an extent because, yeah, the, I mean, humans obviously 
any mammals are at big risk of collapse under pressure. You need after a certain depth, you need to be in a in James Cameron's submersible. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because we've got an air pocket, we've got air pockets inside us, and those compress relative to the water pressure. But a fish is sort of doesn't have that air pocket, so it's yeah, I don't know. But I guess once you get down to the cellular level, the pressure just becomes so great that even that becomes potentially damaging. Evidently, yeah. Um, what's what's the deepest any of you guys have been in water or profundity? Uh, I, you know what? I can't remember how deep I went, but I went scuba diving in Turkey, and I remember that being deep. But I, yeah, I can't remember the numbers. I don't remember. I, I actually ended up with an octopus wrapped around me when I went scuba diving in Turkey. What? No. Yeah, I believe it turned me off the concept of scuba diving a little bit. It was uh, well, you, I have not did returned. You have, but... Did you have any um Werther's originals in your blessings? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't using that approach then. It was uh, who knows what was in my pocket. I did have I did have my dreadlocks on my on my head. Wow. We were joking that that it somehow thought thought I was with him. <laughs> 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 It's my hair and the photos stuff. My hair is just oh, all yeah. over the place. And unless like squid clinging to my waist. Unless they're just like all octopus and all cephalopods are looking at you like your cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, JJ, I, sorry to sidebar, but on the subject of your dreadlocks, do I remember correctly? You when you cut your beautiful long blonde dreadlocks off you then sewed them into a hat and put them on to surprise your parents with am i that is that is true yes <laughs> that's yes, yes, that's great i that's made really my great. i made my mother cry at the airport <laughs> they'd been on my head for a long time so mm. wait yeah, she cried great. because she thought you'd gotten rid of them and you didn't or because wait why did she cry well because i wore them because coming off the plane coming into the reception area i had these dreadlocks on my head and then when i got i think i think when i got within five feet of her i just stood there and then i pulled them off my head and she was she joyously was like oh my god i can see my son oh <laughs> tears of joy okay, uh, okay yeah 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 oh yeah tears of joy of like he's finally cut those things off his head yes <laughs> just occurred to me that they might not have even seen you with them because if you grew them when she moved over to the uk like you don't this is well before skype and facetime and all that kind of stuff so you wouldn't know what people necessarily looked like after a holiday unless until you came home and saw their holiday snaps <laughs> yeah well, i kind of fall but they were on my head for like what was it seven years or something okay so, so yeah they, were, they, had, too, they had they had they had seen me yeah they had definitely it was definitely an ongoing drama with my with my mother she wanted them cut off so when yeah. um, when you put them on at the airport, I'm wondering what point, so you got off the plane. Then you reached into your bag, went through security, yeah. put them on your head yeah. like Dan Aykroyd at the end of Trading Places. <laughs> you laugh about this, Sarah, but I've, I've still got them. Still oh, my God. I want to see this. I really want to see this. What do they smell like? like? They smell like honey. <laughs> No, I, they don't. I, 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 <laughs> I, I used to be quite addicted to be that beeswax, that honey beeswax and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I've still got them in my. I also, Sarah, I also this is a treat too because also when I had them made into that wig, I I also kept 
UFOs comedians. Matt, I, Matt even might even be one, possibly. Uh, I know that Nick Duty is. I have photos of comedians with my dreadlocks on them. <laughs> and, and like... Like, like I have Andrew Maxwell, uh, Alan Carr, like you name it. I got a whole whoever was on the comedy circuit, circa whatever that was, 2007, 2008, something like that. Yeah, they're all. Uh, they're, I've got quite the slideshow. I've often been so glad there weren't a lot of cameras around from when we were all sort of became friends back in the in the early noughties. I didn't realize yeah. that was going to be one of the reasons. <laughs> well, well, you'd think that would be a reason, but like I'm saying, I've got the photographic evidence, sure. so keep an eye on your inbox. I was hoping that just Google image searching J.J. Whitehead dreadlock hat would do the trick. It did not, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you'll see, you'll see me with my dreadlocks, I'm sure, but... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I pay that. Google a lot of money to have them removed do that yeah. <laughs> no, you, you did you fixers. did tv sets when you when you still had that i remember you know your first like live at the comedy store you still had the dreads yeah um, oh yeah i think I did, I did the live at the comedy store tv show i think four times with dreads or three or four times anyway yeah so there's a few there's a few out there i put one up on my instagram i think last week i put up a little throwback but, uh, yeah, I mean, it turns out, I mean, in retrospect, it turns out I seem to be the only one who was having fun with them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just my mom. Looks like everybody was waiting for me to cut them off. Oh, I do love this picture I just found of you with a headband and the dreadlocks coming out of that, of that like, head oh, thing. A headline Avril Lavigne, as if it's just like, <laughs> here are some other things you'll think of while looking at this picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's there's that's the stand-up comedy I was doing yeah. at the time. I was I was a very I was what I was like 21 years old. I was very pop oh, culture at the, at the start. I was very uh, yeah. All my material was either uh, was <laughs> the Spice Girls and Avril Lavigne and uh, and you name it, Kylie Minogue. So blowing <laughs> Tony Blair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. George Bush. You name it. Our worst president. No one will ever be worse than George W. Yeah. Bush. God, how um, much would you love to have? Sorry, no, we shouldn't no. be critical. <laughs> I, well, I think I think we should we should also I think we should probably start wrapping this up. But no, um, but uh, uh, Sarah and JJ, where can our listeners find out what's going on? Firstly, JJ, your album. How do we? How, what's it called? And how do our listeners uh, order it and find it? Yeah, I've got a new album called Live before lockdown and uh and it's available anywhere you like to get your stand-up whatever your stand-up habits are whatever medium you get it through it should be live on that uh by now cool yeah so google <laughs> um and then yeah you're uh what are you what's your uh, twitter handle and everything now oh my twitter yeah twitter and instagram jj white snake if you want to see these pictures of me and dreadlocks there we go sift through them every uh, throwback awesome. thursday awesome sarah uh what have you got coming out or that or recently oh, come out that people should yeah. watch nothing, nothing i mean there's lots of sort of things in the wings that i uh can't talk about which makes me sound sexy and mysterious uh but I, oh uh or intelligence um it was on sky one in the uk and it's just about to come on peacock uh nick Mohammed, david schwimmer 
um very funny about uh sitcom about gchq and i did the i was was story producer on that um on the writing team so that's uh yeah look out for that on peacock awesome Uh, which is apparently a platform you have out there (laughs) i didn't know it was live already uh, I think it's about to be. So it's one of the first shows June. they're doing. Yeah, it that's, it's, June, that's NBC's heard. new um, NBC's new streaming platform, streaming arm. So yeah, this is the David Schwimmer off of Friends. That David, David Schwimmer, Schwimmer. Off, of, off of Friends. Uh, Nick Mohammed off of lots of British TV. Um, uh, David plays a sort of uh, an awful American oaf who comes over and uh, messes with our intelligence uh, GCHQ uh, division. And it's and it's. Um, uh, he's brilliant. I mean, everyone's brilliant. Uh, yes, yeah, it's very, very funny uh, indeed. Um, and yeah, it was a joy to work on that. So yeah, look out for that. Um, and we're cool. writing series two on the internet as we speak, <laughs> which is fun. Sounds, <laughs> yeah. sounds very That's fun. Very, very cool. Um, uh. so, so do that. As always, you can find us uh, probablyscience.com at probablyscience, individually at Andy T. Wood, at Matt Kirshen. Uh, thank you for all the follows. Thank you for everyone who's gone through the sort of Patreon and or PayPal link and helped support this, particularly during this odd time. Uh, and if you do happen to have any idea why we had this weird <laughs> tech thing going on, do not understand it. I, I know we've got people who are far more tech savvy and particularly computing and networking and that kind of thing savvy than us. P- please try and explain it. We were baffled. We are baffled uh so yeah do that uh thank you for your questions comments clarifications stories you'd like us to cover as always probably science at gmail.com is the email address to send those in uh we appreciate that and uh listeners we'll see you next week sarah and jj thank you very much for joining us hey thanks for having me guys i love this show it's always a pleasure um yeah i always like to hear sarah's voice as well i miss you sarah i know well i mean i I was over there so recently and i'll be back again we will all be friends again together yes multiple multiple friends friends together (laughs) multiple friends we'll all do oh we, I know we didn't have time. You guys should talk about doing the escape room. <laughs> oh, I do recommend to our listeners, check out an online escape room. They are very fun. We did yeah. an online escape room at like 7 a.m. my time. What was it? 11 p.m. your time? It was time? 11 p.m. Yeah, our time. Yeah. And so, yeah, because we, we, we got the, the time slots. The only time slot we could book was 11 p.m. And then I suddenly realized, oh, well, hang on a second. That means that Britain will... Well, not everyone in Britain. Most of my comedy friends in Britain won't be awake, but my comedy friends who have regular writing jobs and a child <laughs> might be awake. <laughs> so yeah. we managed to get right. Sarah joining in as well. That was really fun. It was so re- much cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did we did that. We did the uh, the sixty out Jezebel room. I'd like yeah, to give them a so free much, plug. It's my first escape room, and there's so much more erotic. Well, this was, was an that was definitely more erotic one. than the average escape room. I've yeah. got to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. it was a saucy one, wasn't it? It was sort of, it, it was, was a very bit. saucily. I love how that's your first impression, and now, now you think that they're all going to be like that. I, yeah, and they're You'll all going to have like, a drag performer waving sex toys at the camera. Whether <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. every, just, that's every escape room, <laughs> whether it's whether it's set in Egypt or whether it's set in. <laughs> Serial, serial killers, you know, yeah. medieval dungeons, all that. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a, a drag performer waving sex toys at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and on that beautiful note, uh, yes. listeners, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, guests, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Cheers, boys. Mm-hmm.